Hello, and welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is, a weekly podcast that takes a look at popular songs of the past and dives into their history, their meaning, or any other things that might be of interest surrounding those songs. My name is Claude Call, but I guess that's really my own problem. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, probably the best way is to find me on Twitter, at HowGoodItIsPod, or you can leave a comment on the website, HowGoodItIs.com where you can find some additional trivia, some follow-up posts, and some other stuff that I found interesting. Finally, let me offer up some apologies for dropping this issue a day late. I had a technical problem that put me in the position of choosing to release a bad-sounding episode or re-recording a new one. So, given the hour of the night it was, I decided to cut a new episode this evening. Before we get started, I'd like to address something that came up in the Facebook comments last week. A friend of mine, who is a huge Beatles fan, said he didn't think that Keith Richards or Harry Nilsson appeared in the video for George Harrison's This Song. He's probably right, and I should have been clearer about that. There are some conflicting reports about those two, and when you watch the video a couple of dozen times, you mentally run their faces back and forth through over 30 years. Sometimes you talk yourself into it, and sometimes you talk yourself out of it. And in the case of Keith Richards and Harry Nilsson, it's extra tough to tell because they're both heavily costumed. So at some point I said, yeah, it could be, I guess, and I ran with it. I was a little bit more cagey about Michael Richards and whether he'd also appeared in the video as the prosecutor who's dressed as a vampire. In that case, he had the age, and again, if you roll his face through the time machine, it makes a little bit of sense, but I had a harder time committing to that one, so I hedged my bet during the show. I probably should have done that for the other two guys as well. Okay, on with the show. Today, we're looking at a B-side that went all the way to number one on the Billboard charts in March of 1958, where it stayed for five weeks, making it one of the biggest hits of the year. Wait a minute. This sounds interesting. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. No, it wasn't Back in the Saddle again. That song was sung by Gene Autry, and back in 1957, Gene Autry, the cowboy singer, and Joe Johnson, who had recently left a position at Columbia Records, got together to form the label Challenge Records. Ultimately, they had a pretty good stable of artists, including the Knickerbockers. Jan and Dean. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. The little old lady from Pasadena. Jerry Fuller. Well, I was dancing with my baby to the tenor Tennessee wall. And a few others. But the label's first success came from a band called The Champs, which got their name from Gene Autry's horse, Champion. The Champs originally had eight members, including Dave Burgess, who was their lead singer, and a guy named Danny Flores, who was working under the name Chuck Rio because he had a contract uh, to another label at the time. Later members of the band would include Glenn Campbell, Seals and Crofts, and session man Jerry Cole. But the thing is, the band didn't really become a band until after the song caught on. The band was really a bunch of session men backing up Dave Burgess when he recorded this song called Train to Nowhere, shortly before Christmas of 1957. According to one of the engineers, a fellow named Leo Kulka, 
After Train to Nowhere was finished, someone realized that there wasn't any B-side to the record. So whatever musicians were still around were rounded up to put something else together for the B-side. Hear that saxophone? That's Danny Flores. He's the saxophone player. He'd been kicking a melody around for a while, and he would fool with it during show interludes whenever he was performing. So the group took that melody and added a Latin-style rhythm structure to it based on a Cuban mambo. actually hear a similar backbeat rhythm in Bo Diddley's Dearest Darling, which was recorded not long after this record came out. Now all that was left was for the band to come up with a title and a means for covering up the holes in the song. Since Flores was a tequila drinker, he used that fact to fill both needs, titling the song Tequila and adding the vocal piece himself to the recording in each of the gap, thus making this song probably the easiest song ever to sing on karaoke night. Tequila. Keep that in mind whenever somebody forces you to go up there. The song actually appears in most karaoke menus. So the Train to Nowhere record was released on January 15, 1958, and that turned out to be quite the accurate prediction because that's pretty much where the A-side went. But then, of course, something happened. The disc jockeys flipped the record over and started playing the B-side, Tequila. And within just a few weeks, the record had shot up to the number one position, where it stayed for five weeks. Tequila. The Champs became the first band to reach number one with an instrumental as their first release, and the song won the first Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance in 1959, beating out Nat King Cole, Harry Belafonte, Perez Prado, and Earl Grant. Now, of course, the song has been covered many, many times by artists ranging from Dizzy Gillespie to Japanese girl band Oreska Band, and it's been used in dozens of commercials and movies, probably most notably uh, Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure, where Pee-wee did that funky dance in the bar. One of my favorite versions, uh, cover versions of this song is this one, performed by the band Hot Butter, which was played uh, on the Moog synthesizer. That's it for this edition of How Good It Is. You know, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me. That's right. I'm at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter over at howgooditispod. Or you can check out the show's website. My God, I'm everywhere. Howgooditis.com. I throw in a few extra bits for you. Um, during the week, I'll do a couple of extra posts, a little bit of follow-up, that kind of thing. There's a lot of 
lot of good stuff going on over there, howgooditis.com. Next time, we are going to discover how good it is to be like a rolling stone. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you then. We'll be right back.